0: What's the good, the bad, and the weird of OnlyFans? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, and this week, OnlyFans um i'm your host dj woldridge with me as always is roxy hi roxy
1: hi dj and
0: today we have a very special guest introduce yourself let the kids at home know who you are
1: hi my name is zia thank you guys so much for having me on i'm really excited i know roxy from Afterbus. we were there together for three years maybe i think four a while a while Yeah, it was, was a really doing long time.
2: Marvel movie news when I was doing DC movie news for years. Yes. And, yep. Um, all different shows. We both were on like 80 shows, I feel like.
1: Yeah, like a thousand. It was at one point I remember I, I added up the hours that I was at After Buzz and I was like, this might be as much as my job. <laughs> Not that I was mm-hmm. complaining. I was so mm-hmm. happy. Yeah, it was amazing.
2: Good times.
0: So what I'm hearing is Roxy was DC, He was Marvel. You guys were rivals. You were, you yes. were in yes. the yes. trenches.
2: Mm-hmm. Every time we saw out. each other, we we're like, oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Nobody who loves one of those franchises loves the other franchise. No. That's the way it works.
0: That's the rules. I like one. Those <laughs> are the rules. You've got to pick sides. Um, mm-hmm. It's like your favorite sports team. Insert sports team names here.
2: DJ, um, wore one just to
0: help you out. Yeah, Celtics, Celtics and their rivals, the the Lakers. the? the Lakers. The you Lakers. Know. There it is.
1: Aha. So that's basketball. There's a whole show about it right I now. I know,
0: but I didn't like that show as much as you, and I'm still holding off watching the second season.
2: Uh, I <laughs> can't even talk about the I show. I know,
0: I can't <laughs> even talk about it. Um, so we're, we're having Xena uh, on this week to talk about OnlyFans a little bit, but before we get into that, let's do a little bit of business up top. As always, you if you want to watch the show live, if you want to watch it ad-free, if you want to check out uh, Patreon-exclusive content like Roxy and My's Q&A, or I do a show with Sal called Spiderversity, you can do that over at patreon.com slash Uh Speaking of Sal and I, we do another show where we talk about X-Men movies. We just did the latest episode of that. We're talking about X-Men First Class. That dropped as of this recording the previous Wednesday. Those ha- happen every month live on youtube.com slash answers, and there'll probably be a link somewhere around here to check it out so go <laughs> check it out uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes please please give us a five star review we appreciate it and a Um and if you listen on Spotify every week uh, we ask a question. Last week's question was, what are your favorite books? Yeshi Zalewski said, I'm going to cheat and say Stephen King's Dark Tower series. Shout out to Mike Flanagan for taking that on, hopefully. And Neil Gaiman's American Gods and Neverwhere. Allison Edgerly says, right now I'm loving The Murderbot Diaries. Fun name. Um, and Matthew Chavez says, I just finished Between Two Fires by Christopher Buhlman. Uh brilliant historical fiction slash fantasy slash horror novel. That uh and it's not a series and pretty short. Big recommend all. Uh Roxy, have you have you updated any of your reading since mod was on? No. Last but week.
2: I'm still reading the one book, which is really impressive for me because I'm mm-hmm. not good at the reading.
0: I'm uh, good at
1: the watching.
0: Uh Zia, wh- what's your stance on reading?
1: I love reading. Mm-hmm. I re- as a kid, it was such a huge part of my personality that i would meet people or like re-see people that i hadn't seen in a long time later in life and they'd be like hey do you still read a lot because that was all i did that was like it
0: so when we were talking about it um roxy was big into the nonfiction. i think specifically biographies yeah um i usually read right now i'm reading a city primeval because of the new justified spinoff um would you have a preferred Like genre, medium,
1: fantasy. fantasy. (laughs) Fantasy. All fantasy, pretty much. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter, obviously. But I think one of my favorite series actually is, um, well, right now I'm reading Books of Magic by Neil Gaiman. That's Great. an awesome, I really like it so far. I'm yeah. not that far into it. It's a huge. Um, and then I think one of my favorite series is by Clive Barker, who wrote the Hellraiser series. Yeah. But this is more like fantasy mixed with horror. It's um Aberrat, And there's three books so far. He's supposed to be writing more, and I've been waiting like 12 years for the next one, Clive. Mm-hmm. Right? The next one. What was the word you used? Aberrat? abarat yeah. yeah that's the name of the book or that's mm-hmm. a type of book? it's the name of the book it so it's a series there's three of them so it's the first one is abrat, then i think the second one is days of magic knights of war and then the third one is i'm forgetting for some reason but yeah. they're amazing
0: i um so you're looking at the people yelling at george r, r. martin you know like you guys aren't following clive barker all right so fucking calm down
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously it's been a long time and i'm really salty about it yeah I, I love him.
0: somehow i i because he clive barker also did well i'm gonna seem real stupid if i'm wrong didn't he also do Candyman? i you was talking about
2: stupid dj uh, only stupid answers is just the name of the show so you gotta only have i gotta
0: occasionally thing. do some say dumb stuff but yeah. um um Ba, 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 ba. yeah, good great. He does do Candyman. Anyway, I was talking about, I was talking about it for somebody, and I Bernstein bared myself, and I was like, yeah, Clyde Barker, he died. He sure didn't. He's still around. He did not. He did not die. <laughs> he's
2: still sad. Yeah, he's still How kicking. How is that bearing yourself? Is that what just they did the, the Berenstain Bears?
0: No, just the uh, it's the Mandela effect where like oh. it, basically it, somehow misinformation becomes history in your brain, and um and and well, then people we are all like,
2: said the name wrong forever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. and and I might have just it said it wrong now because yeah, I don't. Did
0: yeah great um and then the idea that uh nelson mandela died in prison he did not that's not how that's not how history worked uh and then people will be like oh man it can't be that i just remembered something wrong it has to be that uh time travelers rewrote history it's like no yes the brain's weird it's the brain's a weird uh place so uh long story short i think patreon.com give us five star reviews those that was the point of this section now on to the next one news We got a little bit of news for you. Roxy. Yeah, DJ. Before we get into what you sent me, I was going (laughs) to jump into that, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, as of this Friday, for those living on the West Coast, guess what? We've got a a hurricane slash tropical storm hitting our way. So, Roxy, you had not heard heard about this?
2: Well, here's what happened this morning. I'm in yeah. a, a group text with a few girlies because it's one of my girlfriend's birthday tomorrow. And Happy birthday. And we birthday were supposed to go out on a boat. Mm-hmm. We sent a group text this morning saying, Hurricane, let's do KBBQ instead. Yes. Um, and I was like, what hurricane?
0: And mm-hmm.
2: then I came on to the show and you were like, Hurricane. And now yeah. I'm... Um, I have a feeling I'm gonna find out. What's the hurricane?
0: The hurricane is Hurricane Hillary. Concern is growing. This is per CNN. Uh, concern is growing. Hurricane Hillary will unleash a prolific amount of flooding rainfall on the southwestern U.S. and parts of California as it makes a rare move over the region Sunday and into the into early next week, triggering the first ever tropical storm watch for California. Uh, Hillary could dump more than a year's worth of rain in parts of three states, California, Nevada, and Arizona because of the threat parts of California face a rare high risk for excessive rainfall. Um, this level four of four threat is the first to ever be issued for this part of Southern California. Currently, I believe as of this recording and by the time we drop this episode Monday. So if you're living in, uh, the uh, Southwest United States, it's already going to be raining. Um, it's a right now it's a powerful category Four hurricane. They're predicting now that by the time it gets to us, it will be a tropical storm. And before we were on the air, I was telling Zia, like, I grew up in Florida. So the tropical storm is like, yeah, whatever, man. Except for the fact that we don't we don't have the infrastructure for, infrastructure for it here. <laughs> we're not built to handle that amount of wet. We don't normally get it.
1: Moving to L.A. because I, I'm I, we were talking about this before, too, but I'm originally from Hawaii where it's very tropical and we get mm-hmm. storms and, and hurricanes and stuff all the time. Uh, I moved to L.A. and I remember watching the news with my dad when I first got there. And it was they were it made me laugh so hard. I was like cry laughing because they were like, as you can see, the sidewalk is wet behind me. And it was mm-hmm. like sprinkling. And I was like, how is this news? I didn't realize just how dry it was there. I guess I should have because it's a desert. But
0: yeah. They're not used to rain. We're not. We're not built for it here.
1: No, my
2: follow-up questions are: number one, a year's worth of rain, mm-hmm. like this past year that we had, because that's a ton of rain, or all the other years in which I lived here where it was almost no rain. I that's think. Like, good question.
0: I, I I think it's that it's a year's worth of rain, so that the normal amount of rain that we w- would get in a year is all happening on like two days. Uh,
2: we. I, this is so problematic for so many reasons, but we are in global boiling
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> And that's the main one. Um, yeah. Also um, side related because I didn't ask you about it Ziak because I completely forgot how's everybody doing in Hawaii?
1: Oh, um so my family's from the big island. I don't have any family on Maui, thank God, okay. but I do have a couple of friends that move there. They're fine. Um, but it's yeah, it's really, really bad. yeah, there, which is awful.
0: And oh, I feel like I'm if you're just, yeah, yeah, if you're looking at stuff and Hawaii is on fire and California's getting a hurricane, it's like, wait a second, this isn't how things are supposed to work. And I think um, there's a reason we stopped calling it global warming and started calling it climate change. And it's another a term, hopefully I'm using it correctly, but a term I've heard used in discussion of this is desertification. Um, which, you know, obviously a lot of times when we think of deserts, we think of sand. But uh, a big part of it is that desert climates are very erratic. Um, And so it's about extremes. So like extreme heat, extreme cold. And unfortunately we're making the entire planet that way. Uh, Nothing Mm -hmm. is stable. Everything is the most extreme version of everything. And we have not evolved to live in that. Most things have not evolved to live in that environment. And so I... You know, it's not fun to talk about climate change all the time, but it is a thing that we all need to be aware of and concerned about and pushing the people that can do stuff about it to do stuff about, I feel like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dot, 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 duh. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: (laughs) Not like what you're saying, duh, but just... I can't get people on the internet to still to agree that the earth's round. So I just don't know how that we're gonna do this. Like
0: Yeah, but again, I think it's yes, yes, and I think the majority of like normal people are probably on board. The majority. It's the people that make money from all the fossil fuels we burn that are When you say majority
2: though, like do you mean fifty one percent?
0: Of normal people, not internet Twitter people, not the Twitter checkmark, blue checkmark folks. Yes, yes, I think a majority of people um, are- the
2: majority is not 90%, you know, like we are Yeah, a slim margin here. But it,
0: even yeah. if, even of those people, like it's one of those, like we could all recycle and it doesn't mean anything if the plastics company doesn't change the way, like, you know, the individual response- I hear you. Is less impactful than- Um, corporate response unfortunately and not for nothing I'll be
2: taking a shower and then I'll be in there for like maybe 20 minutes and all of a sudden I'll get this like horrible ping of guilt being like I'm killing the planet and then I'm like well actually yeah (laughs) that's Um, not me
0: Not for nothing, this is a pop culture show traditionally, uh, so I will tell you all, uh, uh, unrelated, there's a fantastic movie called How to Blow Up a Pipeline, I think it's my favorite movie of the year, and it makes a very, uh, I would think, strong argument that um, radical uh, environmental disruption uh, by activists uh, is not only um, morally a moral responsibility, but also uh, a legitimate act of self-defense. And looking at uh, our environment right now, it is hard to disagree with that assessment. But I highly cannot recommend enough that everybody watch How to Blow Up a Pipeline because not only uh, does it have, a, I think, a, an important message, but it's also very good. And usually those things don't go together. So check it out. Um, all right. On the other side of issue, everything's falling apart. Um, Roxy, you sent me yeah. this um, WG update uh, via Hollywood Reporter. The Writers Guild of America West has broken its relative silence over the past few days amid negotiations to release a 15-page antitrust report arguing Disney, Amazon, and Netflix are poised to become the new gatekeepers of the entertainment industry.
2: Yeah, um, Zia, how up to date are you with WGA SAG Strike stuff? Is this affecting your life
1: right now? Not at all. And I honestly don't know a ton about it. I, I just what I've seen online and what my friends have been talking about a little bit, but otherwise, not that much. Yeah.
2: I, I'm learning more and more that as le- much as I feel like um, I feel like a broken record sometimes continuing to explain things because I'm like, oh my God, people are going to be so sick of me because I just keep giving tiny updates on Mm -hmm. what's going on um i'm learning that people don't know what is going on and a lot of major news publications are not covering this because spoiler alert their money comes from the people that uh they need are trying to protect i mean there's been dj did you see this week some of the articles from variety and deadline that were like just straight up made up quotes about I didn't um,
0: so much see those headlines however I saw the writer people I follow uh on on x responding to those headlines
2: it was it was like made up quotes or I don't know maybe they tortured somebody into saying it Mm -hmm. of like I'm the husband of somebody who's a writer and I know for a fact that writers don't want there to be smaller amount of people in uh, a bigger amount of people in rooms they like the small rooms and please let my wife go back to work because little pay is better than no pay like it's just the the major publications you always have to look at where the money is coming from obviously and so I will continue to talk about it here and all over the place but this was a really interesting week because WGA went back to the table and back at the table they are now talking about um, they were doing a media blackout at first because they were in negotiations and they felt like the people, rightfully so, would fuck that up for them. They were like, okay, if we tell the public what the studios have come back and offered us then there's going to be so much discourse online about this that we're not actually going to be able to get a, a deal so they were waiting until they are waiting until they've kind of figured it a little bit out more but yeah as dj said this was a an, in a new 15 page antitrust report the striking union says that the rising growth of these three companies so disney amazon and netflix offer an alarming window into the future of media and they kind of talk about they're not calling it a monopoly but essentially they talk about how there are going to be no smaller companies left if we continue to allow them to do what they're doing. Um, And its powerhouses have such a, again, they're not using the word monopoly, but kind of monopoly on the market. Because um, when you have an entire vertical where you have your own streaming service you've got your everything every production is made in house you are have all of your own um digital verticals you have your own you um have money in publications you own a corner of the market and there's really no checks and balances to that and um with the amazon netflix and disney's of the world specifically as we know they have it all right like amazon has all of that plus all of their commerce. So mm-hmm. it's very concerning and uh I think that the question is should this be allowed? And if it, if it if it shouldn't be allowed, who tackles that and how? So yeah, I think that the the strike right now is just shining a major light on what many of us already know is an existing problem, but is finally a problem that they need to figure out because like, and here they reference Dizzy's mergers, right. With Pixar and Marvel Mm -hmm. and Lucasfilms and is, what does this lead to? You know, if they have every, if three companies buy out all the other ones that are struggling, what will that end up looking like? So yeah, it's an interesting article Hollywood reporter did on this one. And uh, I think worth a read. But pretty much that's what's going on. SAG's still on the back burner right now as they are not up to the table yet and mm-hmm. they shouldn't be because they haven't waited as long as WGA mm-hmm.
0: so. yeah if, if if we only can do one at a time which who knows if that's how it has right, to work WGA. but let's say it is you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you know it's uh, they, they've, they've been on uh, they haven't been out there uh, quite as long Leonard Kim uh, in the chat says not quite a monopoly but more an oligopoly which is a state of limited competition in which a market is shared by a small number of producers yeah, or that's sellers right. But, Roxy, have you considered this, that uh, in America, we're basically making every industry this way. So maybe it's okay if only a handful of people have the power over everything. Have you considered that? Um,
2: I have have not. Okay. Because I know that's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like, it is... It is so problematic for art. It's insane. Mm -hmm. I think for the, I I told you about, and Zia, I don't know if you have been talking to anybody about the AI issues, but when I was at Comic-Con in San Diego, there was just uh, so many people that don't work in the industry there that were like, what's wrong with AI taking over? Like, we'll have just as good a content. It'll be the best. It'll be cheaper and it'll just be the best. Mm -hmm. And it won't be.
0: Mm -hmm. No.
2: It won't be. Um, If there's only three companies in the world that have all of the productions, art will suffer. If humans aren't making art, art will suffer. Humans will suffer. Humans will suffer. Yeah. And, suffer, suffer. <laughs> and humans will suffer because the art is as bad and humans will suffer because they don't have jobs and a bajillion other reasons. They don't have a
1: creative outlet. Like there's a reason that not, I mean, obviously not everybody, but there are a lot of people who are artistic and that needs to come out some way or another. And I think the other thing that people don't realize too is if you don't get paid for your art, then you can't create it. Like, if you're spending mm-hmm. all of your time working multiple jobs yeah. uh, as your day job and you're not creating, making any money for the art that you're creating, eventually you're not going to be able to create it anymore. Yeah. because th- you got to eat.
0: But I think we all agree that the job of the machines shouldn't be the, uh, you know, the, the uh, 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 stuff that we all don't want to do, like the data entry. We shouldn't let the machines do that. We should keep the people doing that as art
1: right, exactly. that the
0: machines <laughs> should be doing <laughs> yeah. so that the humans can do the real work of...
2: Yes. putting
0: These numbers machines. into into spreadsheets.
2: <laughs> machines have so much childhood trauma, they've got to get it out somewhere. Yeah, well, and, you know, it's,
0: it's, an, it's an interesting thing too, because I, I think um, that, you know, we've seen parallels of stuff like this before. It's just, it is interesting to me how industry in general, and I think capitalism more specifically, seems more and more anti-human um, to the degree that um, in the early stages of CARS Um, people kind of saw them as a nuisance, like you can be hit by this thing, like we're walking, everything's kind of within walking distance, or we can take a a trolley or something, and now these cars are around, and so there was a conservative effort by the, uh, a a concerted effort by the automobile industry to change uh, the paradigm around that, specifically to the term, like we're all familiar with jaywalking, which is when you walk. Just in the middle of the street, Jay was a was a derogatory slang term. So the idea of like, oh, if you're walking where cars are supposed to be, you're an idiot. Actually, people suck and cars are great. Buy more cars. Um, and and
2: where does Jay come from?
0: Uh, it's just like an old timey. Uh, it's an old timey. Back in the day, back when they were coining the term Jaywalking, I don't know beyond that, but it was. I don't know. I was just one guy (laughs) named Jay that we all hated. (laughs) But yeah, but it was just a derogatory, like Jay is an idiot. So it's like, if you walk in front of a car, it's it's not the car's fault that you got hit. It's for you walking where we want cars to be. And of course, we've built our entire infrastructure around cars and everybody having individual cars that are pumping out carbon. And I think we, you know, obviously no notes on that. Everything's working out great. Uh, No problem that there's so many goddamn cars. Um, So it's just interesting how, That's what industry likes to do. It's like, well, there's this thing that can make us money at the expense of people. I guess fuck people then? Uh, And it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe we could, you know, make it, maybe maybe we're people. And so maybe we should focus on taking care of people. But, you know, what the fuck do I know? Um, So there you go. Everything's great in the (laughs) world. Um, Things are
2: fine. This is fine. We've got an election.
0: Elections (laughs) coming up soon.
2: I, you know what I'm doing right now, which is looking up, was there originally a guy named Jay?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <You> know,
2: <laughs> who <laughs> was the first guy, guy the named <laughs> Jay? I don't know how to move forward. I like Mike Joyce in the chat. Jay ruined it for everyone. Jay yeah. Is, is absolute bastard Jay.
0: Uh, so while Roxy's looking that up, we're going to go to some ads.
2: of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
0: All right, we are back. Hello, thank you for joining us. Um and Zia, we have you here because um we're talking about OnlyFans and you're on OnlyFans. How did you end up on OnlyFans? What was that trajectory like?
1: So honestly, it was my husband's idea. (laughs) He thought it was, he thought I would do well. He's like, it it was during, it was during the pandemic that he first brought it up. And I was kind of like, I don't know. It wasn't until two years later that I was like, you know what, I think I want to try this. Um, and it was, I guess you just see how well everybody else is doing. And I was working a couple of different jobs that I just absolutely hated. Mm -hmm. And it was not what I wanted to be doing with my life. And, uh, And I sort of thought about it, and I was like, you know, this could be something that, A, it could be a really fun creative outlet, and B, it could be something that allows me to create things that I actually enjoy creating instead of being exhausted from working and then, you know, trying to do everything else on the side. So, yeah, it was. I finally decided probably about two years after he first brought it up um, that I wanted to give it a try, and it ended up being really, really good for me. So, it was – I was able to quit my day job, thank God, uh, and focus more on – being an artist and creating, I guess, if you want to say. I
0: that. love it.
1: Yeah, I a lot know. more. How did
2: your husband bring it up? I'm just picturing myself with uh, who I'm single as a Pringle, so hard to picture my my husband at all. But yeah. if I was married and my husband was like, hey, I've got this idea. How do you feel about it? I, I feel like I would have some feels about that at first. What yeah. was the conversation like?
1: Um, I was more just worried about it wasn't necessarily that I had feels about doing it because I'm not like weird about my body or who sees it I I don't know I don't I grew up very heathen like I like to say on a tropical island so now nobody's wearing a lot of clothes there if you are you're gonna be really hot um, and so it's not <laughs> something that I ever really thought that much about. Like I'm not a modest person really. Um, so it was more, I would, I worried about the repercussions professionally or how going forward in my life, because just because I felt that way, I knew a lot of other people could be judgmental and it is something that I was working a job and doing OnlyFans at the same time. And I do think that that was a big issue with the guy that I was working with at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I um, that was another question I kind of wanted to ask because it does feel like um, there's still a lot of, it's this weird competing urges on the internet and you you can't look at everybody on the internet as like, it's not different people with different backgrounds. So you might, that's something I always have to remind myself is like, I'll get comments like, this is great. And then other comments that are like, fuck you. And it's like, what, the, what do you want from me? And I have to remind myself, like, these are different people. It's not yes. one. I view them as like a mass, but it's like different individuals. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is weird of like, sexy photos do great on Instagram, but all the comments are like, ah, you're evil. And it's like, well, what, the, what are we doing? So, so I guess like, yes. do, you, do you feel like there's still a stigma around, uh, for lack of a better word, lewd content? And why do you think that persists?
1: Uh, I absolutely absolutely it is and it's pretty much basically what you said is that there are different people who have different views of the world because of how they were raised because of uh, the places that they come from their own life experiences and so that is also something that I have to remind myself of a lot because it not a day goes by that I don't get some sort of a hate comment or being called a whore in in some form or fashion it it happens and it doesn't even happen to me as much as I see it happen to because a lot of my friends or I have friends who are actually in the porn industry and mm-hmm. or who do only fans like i have a lot of friends like that and they're some of my favorite humans like just some of the best people and i think that it's it's easy to judge someone that you don't know and i think a lot of people dehumanize sex workers and mm-hmm. so to them they feel okay saying something to them because, like well you're just a whore you're not like a person with feelings you obviously can't have correct opinions you can't be smart there's absolutely no way because you use your body uh But at the end of the day, everybody uses their body Mm -hmm. to make a living, whether you do it manually, like you have to. It's your body. People's problem with it is that it's sexual. I think a lot of that comes from religion, for sure. Um, And because there's still so much religion in the world, there's going to be a lot of that. I wasn't raised with religion, so I don't have any sort of shame around sexuality or my body, like in any way, shape or form. That was like not a thing for me growing up. So it's hard for me to see that point of view but there are so many people that have that point of view like a lot and you do see it online a ton it's it is really really interesting um but at the end of the day i don't know why they care
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah. just go do (laughs) your own thing
1: yeah how do you
2: how do you find your own line then like you were raised in a way that this you have no qualms with your body as you shouldn't um and by the way same which i feel so lucky about that yeah i to um the my two fellow world girls on uh for one of my companies, the two of them were raised Catholic. And it comes up all the mm-hmm. time that I I just don't feel the same way and don't have the same issues with the way that I was raised because Jews don't like do that really. <laughs> we do right. just kind of run and let, live free. Um but how do you find your own line then? Because I know uh, looking at your stuff, you do lewd, not nude, and you have different, you, you do have your own, like, this is what I do, and that's not what I do. Where did you kind of make that line, and is it forever changing?
1: It's for 100% forever changing. Where I started is not where I'm at now. Um, and it totally changes just based on how comfortable I am. Like, that's really all it is. It's it's 100% a feeling. I'm like, do I feel comfortable doing this? Yeah, I feel good about it. Okay. Because I don't think anyone should ever do something that they feel uncomfortable with. I think that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, I, I it, it is. It's, it's totally just a feeling. And I don't really have any logic behind it. It's more just like, you know what? I don't really want to spread my butthole for this guy, so I'm not going (laughs) to. That's kind of how it feels. Do you, I
2: know you said that your husband was the one who came up with the idea. Do you, is it still like a collaborative effort where you're like, okay, are you, is he your sounding board and you're like, this is how I'm feeling about this today? And he's like, okay, well, what about this? Or is it now kind of like a one woman journey?
1: It's pretty much a one woman journey at this point. He used to help me shoot stuff. He used to come up with ideas for stuff. And, but now, yeah, all hundred percent. If I am feeling like a little bit iffy about something, I'll come to him and talk about it just to like get an idea of where he's at or if he has any other ideas that make me feel a little bit better about something or something that I might be more comfortable with. So I do definitely still talk to him a lot and it's nice it is nice to have someone at home because it's interesting. You do get a lot of comments of people being like well you're never going to find someone
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) while I'm married
1: but okay. (laughs) So it's fun to hear to see those comments and then be able to go talk to the person that I love and live with about it because it as much as you can say, I have thick skin and I do because you have to, uh, there's no, there, at no point do you not get bothered by some of the stuff that you read. Cause it's hard not to read horrible things said about you and like you do feel it. Yeah. So it's nice to have someone in real life that you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is none of this is real life. This is my life. These are my people.
0: Yeah, I think that's true of everybody because obviously, yeah. as the dude in the conversation, I probably I think it's very likely I get significantly less, let's say, pushback than you two probably do in general on the internet. And it's like comments, whatever they don't matter. And every once in a while, you get one, you're like, "Fuck you, man!" Fuck you.
1: Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck right? you. You're like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> cool.
0: there, like I'm for theme- my one insecurity, <laughs>
2: <laughs> is there a theme of comments that as the one that gets under your skin the most? Like, is there? a a trigger a a button that's pressed and you're like yep that one gets me every time
1: you know i do think it's a lot of the one where they're like and i don't know why because i have someone i mostly just get annoyed because i'm like you're so wrong but it does get under my skin of the whole like no one's going to take you seriously everybody's just going to want to bang you and you're never going to find anyone and i'm like what such a weird
2: assumption just yeah
1: do you come back with uh here
2: the receipts (laughs) me and my man, or do you just let it ride?
1: I usually just let it ride. Every once in a while, I'll say something because I'm just like, this is getting ridiculous. Like someone came in and they're like, you know, maybe you should stop. This comment was so bizarre because I, again, I have so many friends in the industry. And one of them was like, you should stop listening to your almost 40 single friends who like under the assumption that they had talked me into doing OnlyFans and my husband might actually not be okay with it. And I had to come back and be like, okay, first of all, the one friend that you're talking about doesn't have an OnlyFans, so I don't Mm -hmm. know why you thought that was a thing. The other one has an OnlyFans, but I don't actually talk to her that much. Like, we're more acquaintances than friends. We've done some podcasts together. She's an awesome person, but we don't, like, hang out. Um, it was my husband's idea, number three. <laughs> number four, I don't see how this, like, why you think this affects our life so much. Because I I don't know what the assumption is that happens in my real life that they think that OnlyFans affects. The only thing that it affects is I was a, 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 able to buy a house. Like, everything else oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, my yeah, yeah. relationship is exactly the same as it was before. OnlyFans has changed nothing. Yeah. So, I don't know what they think. Congrats uh, on your house. Uh, thank you. It's yeah. been a freaking nightmare. I'm so <laughs> glad we did it, but holy hell. Yeah. No one tells you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh so are these um Oh yes, is- I feel
2: so bad for you two homeowners. <laughs> not, not, you two homeowners mm-hmm. and loving marriages i feel so bad for you guys it must be so difficult uh, so it really
1: is <laughs> though i just had three leaks in my ceiling and uh and i'm forty thousand dollars oh yeah no yeah if house.
0: there's an yeah if there's an issue if there's an issue <laughs> in the Ooh. home yeah yeah because yeah. because what's because i your point roxy is valid it is but let me <laughs> remind is, you but- that wow. everything in this country is a scam. So every every <laughs> every every level, it's like, oh, who's in your opportunity? How how is the system gonna fuck me over on this one? Oh, um, God. Uh, so both can be true at the same time. Your point is valid, but you know okay. it's it, it's uh, uh, we live <laughs> okay, in a scam. But
2: you got to wake up next to somebody you love this morning. Just remember that. Uh, okay, point.
0: all right, fair. Good point. Good point. Good point. So so with the with these comments, sorry everybody to focus on the comments. It's a big part of the culture of being online. Um, yeah. Yes, it uh, is. is it dumb? Are these on OnlyFans or are these on Instagram, YouTube,
1: no. Instagram, Twitter? Twitter is probably the okay. worst of it. Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
0: So Although do you YouTube find goes. do you oh, find with with um, because I could imagine on Instagram and YouTube people could just stumble across you, whereas mm-hmm. OnlyFans they're probably specifically coming towards you. So do you yeah. find on OnlyFans pretty? Chill for the most part.
1: OnlyFans is awesome. The people that subscribe to me are so cool. And a big part of that is because they want to message you and they want to be able to talk to this person that they have been watching for however long on people from Afterbuzz, people from different podcasts I've done, like all over the place. And I gotta say, like 90% of the messages and conversations that I'm in on OnlyFans are about have nothing to do with sex. They want to talk to me about movies or video games or just whatever's going on in the world. Like they just want to have a conversation. They just get excited to talk to you. And they're like, yeah, yeah. The pictures are great. And they like them and whatever, but they're like, I just want to. And then the other 10% are people being like, I want to bang you so bad. And I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Um, So, and that leads me to to another question when, when, cause, um, cause do you think we all deal with on some level, like parasocial relationships with, with the audience Um, has that, has the, um, how does that affect the proximity with your your fans because i know with like me for example with me my personal life if i could like put that in a black box and never mention it on anything ever you know what i mean like as far as the audience is concerned i'm here to talk about uh, comic books and that's it you know what, right. what i mean that's how i do things. has it has the either being on only fans or necessarily the 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 sexualized nature of your content does that uh, have you found that that affects the parasocial relationship with you and your audience
1: yeah, it does. You have to be careful. And this is a actually something that I just had a conversation with someone on OnlyFans about. And because most people are very cool and they're very chill and they absolutely know what this is like. This is I'm paying a subscription for your time and for your pictures or your like whatever the services yeah. that you're providing, which is great. But I also am very, very, very open. And that's something that I, I don't mind being very open, but I'm I, I talk to everyone and I and I genuinely care about the people that subscribe because they're. They're, you know, paying for, again, my time, but it's also they're supporting me and, and it means a lot to me. So I yeah. definitely spend like I spend a lot of time answering messages and going back and forth with people. And I've had like two, three year long sort of th- it's it is it is a relationship with these people that have been following me and watching me on all these different platforms. And then again, I've had like personal conversations with them. So it's happened a couple of times where I think people get confused as to what it is like. Yes, I care about you as a person, but mm-hmm. This isn't anything more than what this is. And and there have been a couple of times where I've had to sort of do a little bit of damage control or be like, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but yeah. this is not what you're thinking it is. Like they're trying to meet up kind of damage control? Or- I've gotten a little bit of that, but I've also gotten where people think that like, they're the only ones.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. this is...
0: This is, I to bu- break it to you, this is my job
1: yeah like this is a business <laughs> yeah. and i care about you as a person and you're you're really really great and i like these conversations that we have but this is still my business and my business is me and i have to yeah do what i'm doing
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting to me um and i and i think it'll be interesting to hear both of your thoughts on this since you both talked about kind of being more open with your bodies and stuff like that but as a guy there's like no expectation of me posting sexy photos. I could, guys do do that. Um, right. And if I were in better shape, I could do that. But the, the, there's no expectation of it. Right. And, and I feel like, um, I, I feel like they're not necessarily there is that there's an expectation from fans, but I do see, you know, a lot of women in the space that, that sometimes it aligns with what their brand normally is. And sometimes it doesn't, but it almost feels like there's this obligation. Do you all ever uh, feel that obligation? Does it seem in some senses maybe unfair?
2: You know, I, I'm curious because uh, DJ I think that that is relevant to a question that I had for Zia about this too, because when I post bikini pics or any kind of like sexier picture, I lose a thousand
1: followers every time same every time. Roxy I live lo- like if I I lost 300 followers in the past like two weeks just from posting slightly racier stuff because I would been feeling it I don't know damn
2: mm-hmm. yeah and so <laughs> I think that like um I'm not sure exactly in your with your page how you feel about this but especially like when I went from having I had never posted a bikini pic and was always posting professionally to then like showing and and for me i'm a lifestyle person so i'm not really posting bikini pics like here is me being sexy i'm like i'm on the beach and this is what my day looked like today and here i am in an office and here i am at the beach and Mm -hmm. here i am like it's just kind of part of my life so i'm just posting pictures of my life and 10 out of 10 times when i post a bikini picture i lose a ton of followers uh and so i think that's the weirder part for me dj in terms of there does seem to be this expectation, uh, like, or this want or people always saying, like, maybe if you posted sexier content, you would be doing better. Mm-hmm. And That's not why I do post any sexy content. But then when I do post a bikini pic to lose a 1000 followers, I'm like, this
1: feels so weird. I'm confused. Yeah,
0: yeah that is confusing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's sort of that weird paradigm of the people that they want that from you they like they want you to show more of yourself to them and then on the opposite side where there are those people that have they've built you up in their head to be the specific way and when you do or say something that is against their view of you they because i've had this happen to me before too where people are like oh i used to like you and then you like said something that i disagree with and Mm -hmm. and then they unfollow you or you show a little bit too much and they're like oh well i i didn't think you were you know like a whore type of person and then they unfollow because they feel like you personally uh what's the word I'm like like offended them because you weren't their the view that they had of the image yeah. Yeah. yeah yes yeah
0: that's a it's really weird. interesting thing i think that's a really excellent point the idea of you, and i think it's something you you know Roxy and i have uh, started covering more like celebrity related stuff i think the biggest example would be something like lizzo which is which is different than what we're talking about here but the idea of you know, I, I feel like I need to remind our audience sometimes, like when we're talking about people, like you don't know them personally. And more importantly, they don't know that you exist. Like they don't know, you don't, you don't necessarily owe them anything and they don't necessarily reflect your viewpoints. But we, I think we like to, and this is true of like fictional characters too. We like to imbue, uh, we like to project ourselves into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, and as soon as it goes against sort of this projection that you have or this view that you have, suddenly that person has done a great like, mm-hmm. disservice, like, like, yeah, oh, yes, yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm so mad. But see, that's so interesting to me, Roxy, because I 100% have viewed your page. Like, I never thought that you were like, I think you're a beautiful woman and you're just sexy in general, but I've never thought that, like, no, yeah, go. goddamn God straight. Uh, but i've never like thought that the content you were posting was like oh look at me i'm being so sexy right now i 100% get the the vibe of like you're like yeah look at me here's on the beach like here's me with my friends here's me doing my thing like dressing just however you dress so it, it, that's so interesting that that happens to you as well
2: it caused me to want to post more bikini pics which is such a weird like pushback mm-hmm. but i'm like if you don't want to follow me because i because I do this, then I would rather get rid of you sooner. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think it's weird. Like, yes. That you guys have me in one box and I'm, a, I'm allowed to back-to-back post pictures of me in a onesie and me in a bikini because that's what my life looks like. So, yes. like, I do think that it's just – it's been a weird – a weird thing and I I've noticed it and I like I go and I check every time because the first time I noticed it, I was like, Whoa, did I just lose a thousand followers? And then I was like, shit, this is a real thing where like clockwork every time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. And I wonder if sometimes, and this is entirely anecdotal, uh, I cannot speak for all men. Uh, but <laughs> I do think something that I hear a lot from women that I don't necessarily, um, think men, and by men, I probably mean more specifically me, but like, don't think about in that I just wear what I wear. So if I think, I think women talk a lot about like, I'm like, you're, you mentioned now, Roxy, like you're posting a bikini picture cause that's your life or you're posting something sexy cause you feel good in it. I think for a lot of guys, that's not how our, like they would be doing that to get attention. Like that's what they would be doing. They wouldn't just do that to do that because whatever, and so they have trouble understanding that maybe you were life works you know, like maybe that's not how you view it. You know what I mean? Maybe it has nothing yeah. to do with that. Maybe maybe it has nothing to do with them.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. thank you. Literally, that's exactly it. Because it's a hundred percent. I'm not people are like oh you just want attention. You're so attention seeking. I'm like no dummies. M- the way I make money is my body. Yeah. I'm advertising, you idiots. I'm not over here like oh man, I really hope a bunch of people like me.
0: <laughs> like mm-hmm.
1: this is part of
2: what I do.
0: Yeah, cuz I think sorry Rex, what were you going to say?
2: Just in terms of that, I I wonder if this is different for you than it is for me then Zia or if it's the same for you. So it's like you have different platforms for different things, right? Mm-hmm. So you're I I would expect one kind of conversation to take place on OnlyFans, one kind of conversation to take place on Instagram, a different kind to take place on X or whatever you decide to call it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they changed
0: the symbol it's now it's now it's uh got like cracks and stuff in it i know i saw that i see mike
2: saying that he's gonna elon's gonna remove the block feature which will be my final straw on that app (laughs) i absolutely cannot be on an app where you can't block anybody roxy
0: i'm sure you'll still be able to block people if you pay for it
2: (laughs) that would be that would be so crazy but I, i am curious sometimes like i'll post a picture of me on instagram and it will be me um and my grandma or me like just chilling like this and people will write on it like show us your tits or some mm-hmm. shit like that oh, right God. yeah and there or they'll like whatever it is they'll comment on like that's a, a very booby top like i remember i wore this um this uh outfit to disneyland where by the way they have an indecent exposure rule where if you're yeah. wearing too little they don't let you in. So I right. know I wasn't wearing too little because mm-hmm. I was in. Where I was in a sports bra and leggings, um, a matching set, and people were commenting like, "Holy shit, those melons! Like you shouldn't be allowed in there with kids or whatever." And um, I'm curious for you, like because you might get one kind of comment on OnlyFans because that's like what the dynamic is. Mm-hmm. You get that kind of comment elsewhere. And does it feel weird when it doesn't just stop at OnlyFans?
1: It's so that that's a good question. That's interesting. Um, I definitely I definitely don't mind getting those comments everywhere else because I am advertising myself for OnlyFans. That's kind of the whole. So, so I totally get it. But there are some times where I see comments and even some of my like followers that thoroughly enjoy the content that i put out and they like they always comment wow you look so great or like you look beautiful whatever it is we'll see sometimes a comment and be like i've seen them comment back and be like jesus christ dude calm down mm-hmm. Where it's like a little too emphatic and you're you're like wow okay you just said that um and and it doesn't necessarily get to me so much as i'm just like holy moly you feel okay saying that to someone all right <laughs> like sure thing yeah <laughs>
2: Will it just be something that's, like, overtly sexual? or Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: over the top, over the top, where they're like, oh, like, sorry, this is going to sound super graphic, but, like, sometimes it's something like this. They'd be like, I'd eat you out from behind. And you're like, okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, why did Mm -hmm. you type that?
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: then you hit send. (laughs) I really do
2: wonder, though, like, what – is the thought process on their part this will make her notice me is it this will make her like me is it this will make me seem hot like or is it just like i have nobody else to say this to what like what is the maybe
0: it's just how they feel Roxy you know it's just it's just the heart <laughs> just wants what it wants truth. and it's just how they feel they feel in that moment you know
2: i guess so but they feel it on the keyboard and out loud
0: like yeah well, and i think here, here's the thing cuz you you know you guys both um brought up religion and i grew up in a religious community and so i kind of think you know i i you know when when we have conversations like this i think about like the dynamic there and i do think there is a time and a place for shame right i I agree with you actually yeah yeah, i think there is a time and a place for shame like maybe not to judge this but you know maybe even when you're writing that comment you know maybe (laughs) if uh you certain people that might be indicted for a bunch of crimes like trying to overthrow the country and they're still running for president i wouldn't hate it if that person felt shame you know what i mean like i feel like Uh, Some of the billionaires we talk about, the, the current owner of X, would be great if they were able to capable of feeling shame about things. I think there's a place for it, right? And I don't necessarily think that there's anything inherently wrong um, even though I'm not religious like I used to be, I don't think there's any inherently wrong with religion other than the fact that it, is been, it has been traditionally for a long time, been the preferred medium of those in power to exert control over people, right? Um, and I think, it, uh, and, and it is interesting how it, uh, I think it uh, specifically intersects with uh, women and the treatment of women and how it still impacts our society, like we've been we've been talking about, like uh, I think both of you mentioned, kind of offhand, but that idea of. Just letting you know, if you're not into that thing, just do something else, man. Like I, you know, like I wish everybody on the planet was supportive of trans people and trans rights. But if that's not your thing, just leave them alone. Like I'm a big proponent of just being left alone. I would, I love it when people just leave me alone. So I just leave people alone, man. I just let them do their thing, and you don't have to think about it. It's that's the great thing. You don't even have to think about it, and they can just live their lives.
1: (laughs) That is literally. Like you, everything that you said is how I feel about like 99% of it. I could, because I, I'm such a live and let live kind of person that I, I, I really don't truly don't mind religion except for the reasons that you said, mm-hmm. like a thousand percent, you put it into words. Um, I have religious friends who are not judgmental and who are super cool and some of my favorite people and and they believe what they believe. And I think that's great. I don't think it's bad to have something to believe in. Yeah, It's how you treat other people because of your views that bothers me um and so it it, it's interesting how people really feel the need though to be like well i feel this way so now you have to feel this way and you have to live the way i want you to live because that's how i feel and that's so bizarre
2: this episode is brought to you by shopify
0: Um, with part of that is maybe exacerbated a little bit with the idea of social media that it's so it's like this catch 22. I feel like with social media, because I feel like I hear people complaining about social media a lot more probably specifically because of X, but in general, and there are a lot of problems with social media, but I do think it, there is an avenue to expose people to walks of life and experiences that they wouldn't normally have access to without social media. But the flip side of that is that the people that might not be as open to that feel like it's, it feels like it's being put on them. And it's like, just keep scrolling, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, again, again, it's that idea of like, yeah. maybe it has nothing to do with you. I, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it's there, these persons living their life independent of even considering your existence.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause they are, cause they're not yeah. like, I don't think about every single person that follows me when I post, I post what I feel like posting. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand the whole – where people take things so personally. It's like this has literally nothing to do with you, so please calm down. My favorite is when people – feel the need to tell sorry roxy i was like right as you're about to say oh, something. oh no i want to know what you're about to say i was just gonna like because i get this a lot too and this always makes me laugh because i'm like why are you telling me this i don't care people will be like i'm not gonna subscribe to your fans and i'm like okay so don't mm-hmm. good <laughs> that's fine <laughs> yeah it's there for the people who want it that's kind mm-hmm. of the point of it
0: <laughs> you know what would really show me if you paid for it but then never came on that <laughs> that'd show me that'd teach me a lesson
1: that would be terrible
2: <laughs> yeah so we we talked a bunch about um, your relationship with people on the internet and a little bit about your husband as well. But I am curious, what about family, friends? Like when you started doing OnlyFans, how was that? Did pe- Have people been open? Have people been weird? What's been your the reception in your crew?
1: I'm so lucky that my family is awesome because I've had zero issues with that. I told my dad the first month I started doing it. I was like, I'm not even gonna try because I've heard that happening to a lot of women who try to keep it secret, and then someone will text their family and be like, "Do you know what your daughter's doing?" Or like mm-hmm. send them photos, which I think is so disgusting. Yeah. But I was like, I'm because not even gonna. Why try would you
2: that. do like? What's wrong with you? That that like, what that make? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen
1: a lot of those stories. I just think it's so. It's like, ugh, like it gives me. It makes me kind of nauseous that people think to do that something that gross but yeah so I I told my dad the first month and of course no one wants to think of their kid in a sexual way just like you don't want to think about your parents like I know my parents did it to have Mm -hmm. me but you don't want to think about it so it's like one of those things that he doesn't want to think about it but he was very very cool with it uh he was like okay well you're you're happy like you feel okay about it he's like you're you're doing well and I told him and he was like uh I told him that I was enjoying it it's been great it's making me more money than I've ever made before. And he was like, okay, well, that's all that matters. And so he was fine with it. Um, My grandma, his mom, I told her recently because she's, uh, she's on Facebook. She's older. She's, I think, 80. I just found out that she's been in the BDSM community for like 40 years, and she still does phone sessions. And so I had to explain to her what OnlyFans was because she didn't know what it was because she's older. But once I explained it to her, she was thrilled. She was so tickled. She's like, oh, my good t-. Just as long as you're being safe. I was like, your grandma, I don't meet anyone. Yeah. Um, but so I found out that about my grandma. And I was like, oh, OK. So yeah, most like 90% of my family is like, Super open and awesome about that kind of stuff. I have one super religious cousin who I haven't talked to about it. He, I've seen him since I've been doing it. He never says anything. Mm -hmm. I know he knows, Mm -hmm. but he's never tried to like talk me out of it. But I haven't like explicitly been like, hey, so by the way, I do sex work.
0: Yeah. 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 So
2: do you just, I don't know what
1: the umbrella of sex work is. Is what you do, you, you, I think it's considered sex work. Yeah. It's people are it. I've heard people say it is, and I've heard people say it isn't. I'm selling sex, I guess. Like, I'm not physically going to sleep with anybody. Like, sometimes uh, they have, like, strippers would be considered sex work. Obviously, prostitutes, even though it's not legal here, I still think it should be. Mm -hmm. They're still doing it. Yeah, because um, yeah,
2: no shit, it's the only way to try to keep them safe is to make it legal. It's ridiculous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yes. still with you. Well,
0: listen, when you make something illegal, it ceases to exist. Okay, so yeah, exactly <laughs>
2: right. we've, we've seen that with it. drugs. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Once you make it illegal, it's a your. It's our government does such a good job of clamping yes. down on that stuff. Making cocaine sure and heroin
2: have, have been abolished. There are
0: no <laughs> negative don't. ramifications for when we make things illegal, except Although, for the bad guys. They,
2: just because drugs are legal actually doesn't make them less legal so mm-hmm. yeah, uh so, that as well yeah uh, so okay with the religious cousin um he's not bringing it up and just not
1: yeah any... i think he just doesn't acknowledge it and i'm like all right
0: <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> and that's what kind of what we're saying like yeah I mean, you do you. you don't you don't have to acknowledge it yeah. just live your life just don't be a jerk
1: <laughs> he doesn't treat me any differently so that's fine and i did have an aunt recently that uh sent me a text message saying that she was really proud of me and that she called me a trailblazer i was like well auntie becky i don't know if i'd go that far but mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> i love you <laughs> Well, they're probably really impressed
2: too. I mean, you said you just got bought a house, like yeah, it's a legitimate business. It is. It is
1: a legitimate business, and let me tell you right now, my taxes prove that every freaking year. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) People are like, it doesn't contribute to society. I my taxes say otherwise. Thank you very much. (laughs) Is it difficult at first? Because
2: I have no idea what we're talking. Is it difficult at first to make a living doing it? Is it? like the grind, like any other business, or is it a lot of money at first and then it's difficult to build or how does it work? And is it different for everybody?
1: It's, I I would say it's probably different for everybody. I think because I had already built up a bit of a following enough from all the various things that I did, that I did start making money right away, but it is a grind to like keep getting yourself out there, keep getting Mm -hmm. subscribers, keep growing, keep building. And it's, excuse me, very time consuming. I think that's another thing people don't realize. Like you don't just snap a picture and post it. Like it's really time consuming. I shoot a lot of content. I spend a lot of time on their messaging. I spend a lot of time promoting it's full time. It's not just like, hee hee. let me just post my boobs.
0: Yeah. That leads me to another question. Cause I think there's some overlap with like, you know, I do Kickstarter stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and when I went to go, uh, I don't even know. Did I use it when we transitioned? I have a, a little asset. There it is. Oh. Uh, when I went to pull up the the OnlyFans asset, it was like, here's like when I typed in OnlyFans, like here's Bella Thorne. It's like that's right. Do you, do you see an impact from celebrities going on OnlyFans? Because when I do Kickstarter stuff, I there it's it's kind of catch twenty two. There's like um there's more established comic creators that don't have an issue getting their books put out on image and dark horse and stuff like that. And it's what, what we're doing on Kickstarter and their argument could be made that, you know, they're bringing more people to that community. I think the argument could also be made. They're sucking up more of the oxygen from people that kind of need that platform more. Is that something, mm-hmm. do you, do you have that kind of internal debate or do you see that in with more celebrities moving over to only fans?
1: I definitely have that internal debate where it's like, I can't fault them for wanting to, you know, get a piece of the pie because they have a huge like. Why wouldn't they? I understand, but at the same time, it's like you're you're doing you're doing fine. <laughs> you, you don't need really this need like this. Like I do, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I got a mortgage to pay. Yeah, I got, this is. I think you're do, you're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. So there is a little there is a little bit of that, and there's a little bit of like. <sighs> what are people paying for from those celebrities? Because I know a lot of them don't do nudity, which is also fine. Yeah. Um, but are you just paying for what you would normally get on Instagram? Because you know they're not interacting with you. Like, you know they have a team. They're not – you're not yeah. talking to them. So what is it that people are paying you for? And I am kind of curious about that a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Oh. Have you seen it all? I don't know. You there. There's no reason for you to necessarily know this. Have you seen an uptick in that during the strike? Like people like – well, we're striking uh, Sack strike guess only fans.
1: <laughs> you know what? I actually haven't. I'm not sure okay. about that, but I also I follow a lot of girls that are just uh, I guess you could people like to call them in a derogatory way, but I don't think it is e-girls um, and okay. I've been following them for a long time. So those are a lot of the, the girls that I that I still just follow. So I don't typically like branch out from that a, a ton.
0: Gotcha.
2: You said you had a lot of friends in the space. And I am curious because I feel like at this point, 90% of my friends are in the hosting space. It's just the people that I'm around the most and the people that I work with. But uh, it's such like a collaborative effort in hosting. I feel like unless you're specifically collaborating with another OnlyFans girl or something like that, how do you make friends or how do you build your community so that you have people that you can like talk to about what you're doing?
1: So that happened kind of by accident. So there's uh, one of my friends, Chrissy. She has a show called The Wet Spot, and she does another show called Simpcast, which I just think is the greatest name for a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really awesome about like lifting sex workers up, and she brings them like The Wet Spot is mostly porn stars, so she brings different porn stars on, and I've been on it a bunch of different times and different OnlyFans girls, and like so she started talking to these 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 women. And because of that, I've met a lot of people. And we went down to DC Exotica. We drove down and spent the, I think, two days there, live streaming from the event the whole time. And you meet people through that as well. And it's just, there's some of the, the coolest people in the world. And eventually you just form yourself a little, a little group of sex workers. And one of the uh, women that I made friends with, Amy, she's also just amazing. She uh, introduced me to this group that she has on Twitter or X or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just a bunch of people in the same space. And and we have this like group chain going where we all come together for ideas. Uh, Some of the girls have collaborated together. I haven't collabed with anyone on OnlyFans yet, but I do want to. Um, and And come together and like basically talk about, you know, some coming up with ideas, what do you usually charge for this? What about this? Have you ever done this? And then also just a place to vent, to be like, look at this message that this idiot sent me. Like, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of that kind of stuff. And then I've become really, really close with a lot of those girls. And it's been, it's been really nice.
0: That's one of the things that, um, because yeah, it, it, you brought me back to thinking about the Kickstarter stuff. And that, I think that is one of the po- positive things with the internet is being able to make these communities, especially with people mm-hmm. that, you know, don't necessarily live by each other. Like, you know, I do the show with Sal and he lives in, in Jersey. Uh, he lives across the country. And so and and I try to keep that stuff in mind when I hear people complaining about social media or the internet or or when I feel discouraged about it. It's like, yeah, yes, obviously, yes all these bad things correct but you know re- just remember right. the positives that do come out of it and trying to find hopefully ways that we can improve you know make make that more common the positive community aspects more common
1: and i think a lot of what it comes down to also and i talk about this a lot too it doesn't matter what system you put in place it doesn't matter what whether it's social media or whatever it is it's people that Mm -hmm. ruin it it's people that make it good or people that make it bad yeah at the end of the day it's just an extension of how we decide to use the tools and it's Mm -hmm. unfortunate that there's so many crappy people out there that like to ruin it for all the people that are positive and using things for a force of good but
0: yeah yeah totally what were you gonna say Roxanne?
1: just those people curious do you receive an
2: extreme amount of dick pics you know what no Really, I
1: don't get that many. Thankfully, most people do not send me. Di- I've gotten a few, obviously, and on OnlyFans, people typically don't send them unless, uh, like, I've gotten maybe, I don't know, over the two and a half years, like a handful, maybe ten, maybe ten dick pics that were unsolicited. Mm-hmm. the The rest of them is if I'm doing a rating, which is, yeah, that's what it is. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what is a rating? <laughs> like they send it to you and you
2: literally rate.
1: Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I send them back a video of me rating their dick. It's That is honestly one of the most popular things I've ever done. It's so interesting. Wow. So yeah. did you that, come up with that or did you saw that somewhere? And I've No, that's, that. That, that's super common. Yeah, yes, that's, that's most girls do that. My favorite is, <laughs> it's hilarious. And my yeah. favorite is this one guy sent me a picture of it in a hot dog bun and I was like you get a 10 for creativity. Yeah, for
0: creativity. I gotta, I gotta say, and again, this is entirely anecdotal but I really do get the impression that guys are into dicks way more than women are. Like, I don't, like, I've never, I've never, like, I, maybe once or twice a woman that's like, oh, yeah, dick pics are great or whatever. But, like, most are, nobody, nobody wants to see your dick out of context. You know what no. I mean? Like, nobody, but guys, for some reason, guys are really into sharing their dicks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> ever like just like shred them like is it sometimes they send you a pick and it's like they're hoping to just be annihilated like it's not a good pick and they just want you to be like this is horrible
1: so sometimes pe- people typically tell me that that's what they want when they want it it is that is a specific kink that a lot of people have too i've got yeah. a lot of those it's called small dick humiliation and they do right. ask for that they're like i want you to basically tell me how gross and disgusting it is and i'm like all right
0: and see this is this is me exemplifying when you see something you're like well, that doesn't make sense to me but you know what <laughs> hey man you do you i don't you know whatever it doesn't i don't anybody, understand it but all right
2: anybody who's not hurting anybody is a-okay in my book uh, again we were saying this before yeah.
0: we got an air Is everybody involves consenting adults go have fun but it, yeah. other than that you know that uh, if you're in that zone have fun before we go a uh, question from the Discord from Jake Hefner. Were there any benefits or drawbacks to joining OnlyFans? that were unexpected.
1: Ooh, okay. So the one benefit I think that was unexpected was finding such a good community. I really I really wasn't expecting that of finding such a good community of really open-minded, really, really cool people that have become some of my best friends. Like I just I really truly love these people a lot. I get a little emotional when I talk about it because they're just some of the best people I've ever met. And and uh, it's not what you'd think Two people are like, oh porn stars and you're like there's you don't know them. Mm-hmm. Um so that was definitely a really, really unexpected I just thought I would be doing it and that would be it, but I've made some of my best friends along the way, so that was 100% awesome and unexpected. I think a unexpected drawback. Hmm. I guess yeah, just the amount of hate that you get. I get, mm-hmm. I I, I, I it wasn't something that I really considered to that to that degree.
0: Yeah. I just yeah.
1: figured you'd do it. The people that liked you would find your stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somewhat, somewhat naively, I was like, oh, yeah, the people that will find. But no, people are like, no, 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 I must tell you how I feel about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't care how you feel about
0: it. <laughs> I am the main character of this story, and you must know my opinion on this thing. Um, Zia, it was fantastic talking with you. There will be links in the description if you want to uh, check out her stuff and leave nice comments yeah you know, i do we appreciate got, those yeah leave <laughs> nice comments we have a nice community here be nice um but but uh for everybody that wants to find you follow you all that stuff where can they find you
1: it's a uh, zia underscore land on twitter and instagram it's just xia underscore land so that's just social media and then it's pretty much Land everywhere else if you want um i have a youtube channel that i'm on three days a week live i'm on kick two days a week and then OnlyFans, if you're interested in that at all, it's just X I A L A N D, all one word, and you can pretty much find everything there. You guys, thank you for having me. This was really fun, and Roxy, I haven't talked to you in so long. I'm so happy to catch
2: up. We got to do a, a further catch up. I got to yes. know more about what's going on, but I'm I glad that definitely. We we're able to have
0: this. uh Roxy, where yeah. should, what should people be looking for from you?
2: Ooh, just everywhere at Roxy Stryer forever trying to figure out what SAG does and does not want me to talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a change in spectrum right now. Um, but what I do know is that I have been tweeting a lot about shark tank so if you're interested in that check me out check
0: it out yeah. you can find me at dj talks trash you can follow the show everywhere that matters at only stupid answers but on twitter Take slash x
2: towels from stupid
0: and we will see you all next time bye everybody